This is the Simi Sarah Show on News Talk 980 CKNW, Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. You know, I know we all get kind of tired of talking about and hearing about waitlist times for surgeries in this province. Heck, I feel like I've been talking about it for 20 years on and off. What is so difficult about getting this fixed? Uh, governments, different political parties have thrown money at this problem. All we want to know is that if we need to get something fixed, we can get in in a timely fashion and get it done. Well, that, it turns out, still isn't happening. There's a new report out that examined surgical wait time data in five key areas, and it returned a bit of a mixed bag of results when it was broken down by province. This was done by the Canadian Institute for Health Information. And Shane Woodford, CKNW reporter, has been breaking down the info for us and joins us now. Hi. Hey, how are you? Good. How did BC look? BC didn't look so good. <laughs> uh, here we go again. Yeah, so they did a, and as part of the infographic and the whole report, uh, they put out to basically a province by province breakdown of uh, what percentage in the five key areas you referenced, which happened to be hip replacement, knee replacement, hip fracture repair, cataract surgery, and radiation therapy if you happen to be battling cancer. So in those five categories, in each province, they do a percentage, whether you know, you're treading water, whether you've improved, or whether you're going down. And the percentage being the number of people who are on the wait list who are meeting care within basically the evidence-based timeline or the fastest possible timeline to get them the care that they need. So there's, right. a, there's like a benchmark. Uh, so in BC, to break it down, hip replacements down. It was 60, it's now 61% of people uh, waiting to get hip replacements. Uh, also down in this province, knee replacements, only 47% of people waiting to get uh, so, knee replacements are meeting the mandated time limit. Yeah, let's, let's just let people know what those numbers mean. So of that, if you're waiting for a knee, re- out of all the people waiting for a knee replacement, More only... Than half. Only 47% actually got it when they were supposed to get it. Yeah, yeah. We're doing good, though, on hip fracture repair, 91% there. Okay. Uh, And we're down with cataract surgery. Matter of fact, BC and Ontario's uh, decreases in cataract surgery dragged down the national rate, which otherwise would have looked pretty good. Only 64% of people getting the mandated uh, treatment in in the appropriate time limit. And we're treaded water when it came to radiation therapy to battle cancer, sitting at 93%. It's over 90% across Canada, by the way. And getting chemotherapy in a timely fashion. So and, that's and kind of one of those ones where I wish it was just one hundred percent. Like you don't want to see anything less than one hundred percent on somebody getting chemo yeah. for cancer. No, you're absolutely right. And when when you deal in numbers, I, and no matter what the story is, but especially in situations like these, uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, numbers are one thing, but you want to see a hundred percent because. Yeah, you know, even at 97%, you can go, well, that's fantastic. But that means there's 3% of people out there who are really hurting. And I speak from a little bit of experience on this because my my own father a couple of years ago uh, had to do uh, double hip replacement surgery. And he was on the waiting list for almost two years. Oh, my goodness. And I know that the last, last, oh, I don't know, six to nine months, I mean, it was rough. I mean, his quality of life went out the window. Uh, Hips, you can't, I mean, hips and back, right? You're just, you can't lie down. You can't sit down. You can't stand up. Everything's uncomfortable. Uh, He was going through uh, Tylenol 3s and Celebrex. I think he was doing about nine of those a day to get through the last six or so months, which also causes huge damage to the system. And then he finally got it, and uh, you know his life, of course, improved. But I mean, you can't buy that time back. And so no, when and the other numbers, deterioration that happens during that yeah. time, right, on your mind and on the other joints and, and other things. And the converse side of that too is is that you also increase healthcare costs, right? Somebody who doesn't get timely surgery, uh, well, then 
maybe they're going to have further damage. Like maybe the painkillers are going to do some internal damage. Maybe because their their knee is gone, they're hobbling around and they've ruined the ankle and the other leg now because they've been walking funny for a year. Uh, so those healthcare costs now accrue into the system. And basically, I think every evidence-based report I've ever read says if you can get people the, the healthcare help they need as fast as humanly possible, it actually brings down the overall cost long-term on the system. So there you go. Um, and if you're curious about the actual times, by the way, I got them in front of me. So yeah. the, the median time for hip replacement is 182 days. Uh, that's the same for knee replacement. It's 48 hours for hip fracture repair, which is really interesting. 112 days to get your cataract surgery done and 28 days to get you into chemo. That's the benchmark to get all of those done. Wow. Okay. That's not good news for a lot of people. And has there been any response to this too? Because I mean, we know this government in particular, I mean, they made hay out of this when they were in opposition, the BC Liberals did when the NDP yeah. faced wait times. I was a health reporter then and I remember getting Colin Hansen was always available as a health critic mm. to talk about this issue. Well, and So you're saying after all those years though, we haven't really made a dent in some of these. they money into it. Yeah. I remembered a few times, for instance, under former Premier Gordon Campbell, and I believe it's happened under now Premier Christy Clark, where they've said, okay, we're going to put in X amount of million millions of dollars to address surgical wait times as a, as a sort of a stopgap measure to kind of drive those wait lists down. Uh, but those have all been sort of interim kind of deals. And I don't know if anyone's really figured out the fix. And of course, the healthcare system is uh, by dollars, the largest expenditure in the budget always. It's something that's on the top of mind for Canadians across this country. Uh, how do you deliver in our particular model, you know, the fastest possible public health care you can? And it's constantly being battled, or bandied about. Uh, I don't know if we've managed to fix that yet. I hope we have, but or hope we will, uh, because I value our public health care system personally. But uh, it's definitely something that we talk a lot about. Yeah, and I guess it's a little bit disheartening to know that a, I mean, a bunch of provinces have tried to battle these numbers, and they don't seem to be making a huge amount of progress. So I guess we just have to wait and find out what the response is going yeah. to be. And to be fair, just to put it out there, I, I just put in a request within the last half hour or so for uh, Health Minister Terry Lake to give us a shout. I haven't got a response back, and okay. I've been busy with some other things, so I didn't get to him as fast as I could, but uh, I'm sure that he'll get back to me. All right, and when he does, you'll have to let us know. Thank you for that, Shane. Thanks, Amy, That is Shane Woodford, CKNW reporter, talking about surgical wait times in about five different categories uh, that were examined by the Canadian Institute for Health Information, and it shows that in BC in particular, wait times are getting worse in three out of the five priority care areas. That's not good. And this, you knew this was going to happen. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk.